This is Delicious Matt Bear, and you are listening to Footstuff. Well, hey, gang, and welcome the to Footstuff Podcast. <laughs> the third one! The very third. So what are we talking about, Wade? There's blue Blaze. Like you th- forgot to say Blue Blaze. Oh, blue, sh- blaze. Oh, blue Blazes. <laughs> this is a Blue Blaze this episode. Blue blaze. This one here now. If you're if you're listening to this, this is a blue blaze. You've the very third. The very third. This one is about a book that I finished all of. Tyler, he read Yay. the whole thing. Oh, part nice. of it. in its entirety. It is called "Eager: The Surprising Secret Life of Beavers and Why They Matter" by Ooh. Ben Goldfarb. Whoa, oh. Ben! It is an awesome, awesome book, chock full of information. Um, I have a couple passages. I'm gonna pick out real quick just about some fun little facts about beavers i just have a really quick question did yeah. you see this book on a bookshelf did you look yeah. out a window one day and become inspired by beavers i i was in a bookstore somewhere i forget where and saw it and said hey i want to read that books are still so timeless so does this so book, classic does this book have any helpful information on wrestling a beaver in the traditional greco-roman style of wrestling it talks about a, one of the only times a beaver killed a person, and I'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Uh, yeah, I, I would like to. This wrestle has a beaver. piqued my interest. So the the book uh, spans there. There's a bunch of different chapters, and they talk about all different things relating to beavers. And one of the first chapters talks about uh, historically in North America where beavers were, how active they were, and uh, just all sorts of different things where you can still find, uh, like, you know. Like how busy they were? Like how busy they were. Yes, exactly. Um, it does say, at one point uh, in Wyoming, researchers found uh, streams jammed up with 52 dams per kilometer, or one every 20 yards. Oh, my this is, gosh. This is before they got trapped to death by all the uh, old fuck-off West <laughs> Old tiny boys. people. Yeah, all the, <laughs> the old West tiny boys. people. So is a beaver a rodent? Yes. It is, The biggest rodent in America, for sure. But it's not the biggest in the world, because that thing, I know what the biggest one is. Capybara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool cool, cool animal. So, Jeremy, to get to your point, the next uh, chapter... Is about wrestling beavers? How to to wrestle one into submission? So this chapter... How to make it tap! (laughs) It's all about how to trick beavers, because beavers... So they like building dams, they like like building the water up. And then which one is the ace? No, they do the cup trick where you put the seed or whatever in the cup and then you move them around but really you take one of the cups and move it so the seed falls out and then there's no seed three card money that's what that's monty yes so uh it's all about how like a lot of times beavers will go to culverts that go under roads and dam those up and then flood roads that's actually one of the ways that they cause a lot of trouble and a lot of disruption at least trouble for us yeah trouble for us not for them they love it uh, so one one thing that has been made are these things called beaver deceivers, where they, <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. They take a pipe and sort of like build a like a rebar cage around it yeah. on the upstream end of the dam, and then feed it through the dam to the downstream end. So since there's the cage around it, they can't dam up that pipe, and then that acts as an overflow. So they can build the dam up higher, but the water won't go any higher because it'll flow out under the uh, under the dam which is really cool sneaky but so they talk about uh this one guy who is building these beaver deceivers and <laughs> they quote him and they say the worst they'll do is slap their tail on the water 
But then it continues, the book continues to talk about uh, the records of one beaver-caused human fatality, a Belarusian fisherman who tried to wrangle a truculent beaver for a photo op, to which the rodent responded by severing the man's femoral artery. Oh, hell yes. That's, those those beavers have incisors. Those, yeah. those teeth will get Where's you. your femoral? Is that the one on that's, your thigh? Yeah, the femur. So mm, that's like a couple leg. seconds. You're dead. Yeah. Like you bleed Mercy out real kill. Quick. Yep. Oh, gosh. So. Trinity uh, killer. What? What? <laughs> Trinity killer move. What is a Trinity killer? Uh, it's a show called Dexter. Oh, boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2008, everyone. We're talking about Dexter. <laughs> um, uh, one of the next chapters talks about uh, beaver reintroduction and uh, like a place where they have beavers in uh, Washington and sort of breed them and then get them back out into the wild. And this, the way this chapter opens, I'll just read because it is beautiful. When Sandy and Chomper met in the concrete-floored pen in Winthrop, Washington, they found love at first sniff. He was a 44-pound male with quick, inquisitive eyes who'd been busted for gnawing down apple trees. She was a 23-pound female, coated in lustrous, ruddy fur that glinted blonde in the sun. Same. Incarcerated for destroying, some would say repurposing, cottonwoods near Chelan. Sandy's handlers first matched her with a different blind date, a burly male named Hendrix, but the pair hadn't clicked. So Sandy was transferred into Chomper's enclosure, where she'd immediately moved in to his tin-roofed bungalow, nested among his wood chips, and convinced him to share his apple slices. An arranged marriage, but sometimes those are the happiest. That was beautiful. That's beautiful. It's great. It's, it's really well written. Um, they then talk about how uh, they sort of get these beavers back into the wild, and this story is insane about the uh let's see they talk about the idaho fishing game department's experiments with beaver paratroopers getting beavers back into the wild this started after world war ii they were trying to get beavers back into the wild from the place where they would rehabilitate them so they tried carrying them uh in you know big crates which didn't work because they're really big and uh too heavy you can't carry a crate that far yeah exactly you You can maybe make it 20 maybe 30 feet (laughs) they then try to get a beaver behind enemy lines crazy (laughs) 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 then they try and strap them strap the crates to uh horses and donkeys that doesn't work either so then yeah beavers beavers and donkeys that is an ancient old-timey rivalry is donkeys versus beavers (laughs) i was thinking about behind enemy lines so do they then give the reins to owen wilson who then drags (laughs) beavers into their native if you have a problem and and you don't know what to do how to solve this problem nine times out of ten owen wilson is the solution He's great. He is great. Wow. Not as good. I like Luke better, though. Luke is nice. Especially because of that scene in uh, The Royal Tenenbaums where he tries to kill himself. I like the <laughs> third brother the best. Really? You know who the third brother is? Um, yes. You've seen Idiocracy? Yes. Beef Supreme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I have your copy, actually, now that I think about oh, it. I, I'll give that back to you because I've had it back. for like a year. Yes. I was <laughs> been wondering where that went. Uh, so they're talking about the this fishing game department trying to get, uh, after World War II, trying to get these beavers back into the backcountry. And they talk about one of the state biologists. His name is Elmo Heater. Yes. And he... Tickle me, Elmo Heater. He, uh, here, I'll just read it straight from here. So 
Heater, a resourceful fellow, knew that the recently concluded war had left behind a surplus of parachutes. He also had access to a travel air, a light-wing monoplane. Beavers made poor horseback riders. Perhaps they'd prove better paratroopers. Heater's plan was a stroke of quixotic genius. He proposed... he proposing packaging beavers into boxes, strapping them to parachutes, and airdropping them over likely looking backcountry streams. So I would hope that the box dismantles upon impact. We're getting to that. Okay. <laughs> what if the chute fails? <laughs> he constructed his first crates of woven willow, a design beaver that comet. he beaver wrote comet. <laughs> would allow an enclosed beaver to gnaw his way to freedom upon mm. landing. The scientist abandoned that idea when he realized beavers were liable to chew themselves free while still inside the plane, and that a pack of beavers running loose within the confines of a small aircraft could only end in flames. With Willow out, the persistent heater invented a different package, a suitcase-like crate whose elastic straps fell open upon impact. I'm so sick of these motherfucking beavers (laughs) on this motherfucking plane. (laughs) The onus of serving as crash test pilot fell first to an old male beaver named Geronimo. Oh, oh go figure, right? <laughs> yes. Have I ever had that conversation with you guys? If you were, I, I have gone skydiving, but if you go skydiving, before you jump from the plane, you have to have something to yell, right? Yes. What would you guys yell? Owen Wilson set me free. Huh. Matt Bear. Not like this. Hmm. That's a good oh, one. That is a good Wade? one. Wade? Uh, whoops. <laughs> That's pretty good. I have gone skydiving, but I don't remember saying anything. Have I ever I told you my story there. of I had something that I wanted to say and it didn't work what out? Did, what? I, so in my, my plan was to, my first time before I jumped out of the plane, I was going to yell, I do believe in magic. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually yelled, Fuck! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's what I actually yelled. <laughs> Because it was very scary. God damn it. (laughs) Anyways, Wade, talk to me Um, about some beavers. So I got beaver fever. Officers, we're going back to the story of Geronimo. We're almost Mm. done with Geronimo. Officers repeatedly pitched Geronimo's crate onto a landing field. Trials that Heater relayed with a decidedly unscientific tone. And then a quote. Each time he scrambled out of the box, someone was on hand to pick him up. Poor fellow. He finally became resigned, and as soon as we approached him, would crawl back into his box, ready to go aloft again. Uh, And then they talk about how they dropped 76 beavers in Ohio's wild lands in 1948, and only one beaver died, and that is because that beaver got out of its crate in midair. (laughs) Does it say where in Ohio they dropped them? Idaho. Just the wild lands. No, you said Ohio. I said Idaho. Oh. Well, Maybe I, I said Ohio, but I meant... Then I yeah, care. I heard Ohio. So they actually did this. They actually dropped... Yeah, they dropped beavers in crates that would just open up. Wow. With, from a plane. From a plane. That is, and it worked. That's so crazy. To, like, what if you were just like in the backcountry at Boreas Ponds, uh, uh, trying to get a bunch of letters into a pack, shivering because you're cold, and you just see beavers falling from the sky? <laughs> crazy (laughs) (laughs) um the later in that uh chapter they talk about how the how you um determine the sex of a beaver and beavers have cloacas much like birds where uh they all their liquids come out of the same hole essentially so same (laughs) and uh beavers actually males and females have different scents from the uh stuff that that comes out of delicious castor oil so uh (laughs) 
Yeah, they, they talk about how males smell more like motor oil, and I think females are like a, a sweeter smell. I kind of like it's the smell of motor oil. Yeah. Pungent. Yeah. Pungent. Uh, one of the other chapters, they talk about um, some of the beaver trappers from back in the day that sort of extirpated them from different areas. They talk about one man, uh, Peter Skeen Ogden. Uh, this, this is actually a quote that I love. Fur trappers may have been, as Don Barry put it, a majority of scoundrels, but Peter Skeen Ogden was more scoundrelish than most, which I didn't know was a word. Uh, but that dude, um, let's see, during six expeditions from 1824 to 1830, he got how many beavers? A lot. Uh, no. <laughs> um, Whole bunch. Big number. A lot of beavers. Six? Pelts! How many pelts? <laughs> I'm going to get some pelts. Wait, can we just like splice in Tom Hardy saying the word pelts a whole bunch right now? <laughs> just when we edit it right now. Lot pelts! Pelts from Tom Hardy. Pelts! <laughs> How many pelts? <laughs> he was the real hero, by the way, in The Revenant. What in the hell... He's the only oh, reason you should watch that movie. So the that Revenant, movie's so good. The Revenant this is maybe a whole other story, but I Tom think we Hardy should do a separate Blue Blaze on the Revenant. Let's just do a Blue Blaze on Tom Hardy, <laughs> Bronson, and Pelts. That's all you need to know. Uh, he was he was trapping beavers and also making maps of like the Pacific Northwest area. Uh, I've made a mark on this page just because they talk about. Have a- you dog eared it? Yes, I did. Uh, they this <laughs> one chapter is all about how uh, beavers help uh, retain water in streams, so uh, it actually helps deserts be more green. So, especially in cattle producing parts of the country, uh, they beavers can help hold water longer. So, when there are droughts, uh, these places aren't affected as much. And hmm. they talk about a magazine called Beef Producer, and I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Hey, you want to hear something funny? Speaking of magazines, I took a picture of this a really long time ago, and I found it in my phone the other day. No, we can't talk about those kind of magazines with beavers in it, Jeremy. I wanted to show it to you guys. I found a copy of a magazine. This is back when uh, Denim Dave worked at the Lodge, and on his desk was a magazine called Leak and Spill Magazine. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, who has a subscription to Leak and Spill? Denim Dave, apparently. (laughs) <laughs> On the cover, it just had a picture of a mop and bucket. <laughs> Leak and Spill magazine. Shout out. <laughs> You'll have to send us that picture so we can post it. Yeah, it's on my phone. I'll send it. It's very funny to me. Um, I've got two more bits about this book really quick. Uh, One chapter, they talk about uh, beavers in uh, the United Kingdom uh, because they used to live there and then were... Uh, sort of extirpated from the entire... We got him out. Uh, Hey, Wade, when beavers left the UK, is that why they call it Brexit? (laughs) Yeah, beavers exiting Britain? Brexit. Dear God. Yes. So they talk about how there have been uh, signs of beavers in England, Scotland, and Wales, and they were there... Uh, 9500 BC up until about the 17th, 16th, 1700s. Um, But they do talk about how they um, beavers were very active around Loch Ness uh, and they stayed there for a while, especially when Loch Ness monster started being seen. So Hmm. it can be argued that the monster people were seeing in the waters 
just a family of beavers. What, or what if it was one beaver who ate them all? A giant beaver. The beaver to end all beavers. <laughs> beaver end. <laughs> I think that's funny. Um, and then I'll finally end with uh, the the la- the way this book sort of rounds itself out. The, the last, beaver. The beaver end. The yes. The beaver. End. The beaver end. <laughs> The beaver end of the beaver book. The, the tail end. They, they're they talking about how beavers do, you know, the beavers, they, they build dams and they sort of uh, transform whole uh, uh, riparian Nature's systems. Nature's engineer. They're, they manipulate their environment. Yeah. They, That's a direct quote from Tom Anita. Yes. <laughs> and so this is how uh, the book sort of ends. Um, to work with beavers is to recognize the limits of our own divinely bestowed dominion. To acknowledge that the best thing we can do for many landscapes is to turn their salvation over to a mammal whose ecological vision diverges wildly from our own. Homo sapiens' defining trait is our hubris. Ceding our authority to beavers is an act of profound humility. Let the rodent do the work. It's an amazing nice. book. I love it's, it. It's really, really good. There's so much information in here. After reading this book, you will be convinced that beavers can do literally anything. They talk about how they can transform ecosystems. They build gigantic dams that can hold back tons of silt, mitigate uh, mitigate floods, hold water in deserted areas, desertificated areas, however yeah. you want to say it. <laughs> they, it prevents it's, desiccation. Desiccation? Yeah, that's is when that... something becomes more arid. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it really is an amazing book, uh, full of great stories. Really funny, um, and yeah, you learn a lot. I I cannot recommend it enough. Yes, Jeremy. Well, I've always thought that if humanity was to be, let's say, that human humanity was wiped out overnight, I always thought the heir to the kingdom of Earth would be raccoons. But after listening to this, I feel like it might be beavers. That's what uh, there's actually a quote in here where they one of the biologists is talking about how uh, most people claim that you know um, cockroaches will take over the take over the earth after um, after like a nuclear war, but some of the first inhabitants to come back into uh, Pripyat, where uh, the Chernobyl. Uh, disaster happened sure. were beavers. They've they've gone back and huh. like and mutant those catfish and mutant catfish. Yes, absolutely mutant catfish. But the, so the the one biologist claims like you can take the cockroaches, but after a nuclear war, I'm putting my money on beavers. Yeah, and like it's it's amazing. They're building dams. They're secretly massing their numbers right now, waiting for us to fall. And what was the name of that book? One more time, Wade. Yes. Uh, so the name of the book is. Let me just get to it. I it just says eager on the on the cover, which is great. <laughs> and there's a little tiny imprint of a beaver right there that you can kind of see. Well, that is nice. Um, it's yeah, it's great. But uh, it is by a great author named Ben Goldfarb, and the title is Eager: The Surprising Secret Life of Beavers and Why They Matter. Awesome, it's amazing, amazing book. Cannot Fantastic. recommend it. Enough. Check it out today. And there's a lot of uh, color pictures in the middle of the beaver we deceivers love themselves. Colored pictures. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll show you guys some of the beaver deceivers and picture of half-tailed Dale, uh, one of the beavers that was... <laughs> Did he uh, work at the Adirondack Mountain Club, too? <laughs> if you guys could just call me the the, the beaver deceiver from now the on. The beaver deceiver. <laughs> or, or beef producer, whichever. Beef producer. <laughs> Wade Bastian, thank you for bringing, on this, bringing us this wonderful Blue Blaze entertainment. You're very welcome. Fantastic. It was a pleasure. Keep it wild, everybody. Woo! <laughs>